Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined by Leonard and Cameron. We're all here today, this time. Yay! <laughs> I made it. I'm not passed out from overwork, although I honestly should be. Um, just, just heads up for anyone listening, I've been awake for 22 hours, so I may not be entirely lucid at times. I'll do my best. <laughs> or it'll be the most lucid. Yes. It's, an, it's possible it'll be the most lucid episode. Yes, you've gone past the walls of sleep. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. All right. All right. So yeah. this, episode. this episode. Good times. Uh, yeah, we'll just move right along since we're <laughs> we're been chopping at the bit for a while. Um, we are returning to Melvina's therapy for the third episode of Melvina's therapy coverage. Uh, we'll be taking a look at the bits that were spoilers for the previous episode. Um, for uh, Return to Mornow, and then. Well, we'll just cover in whole the um, follow-up episode, which is opposing mm-hmm. therapies, because there's there's no real way to ever talk about that without spoiling. And yeah. It's short. Yeah, it's a shorter one. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice and short. Yeah. But first, our time-honored monster <laughs> of the week, yokai of the <laughs> I don't know anymore. Da 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 da. That was not the right song, but okay. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Yo, it's the uncertainty Yo-kai? song. D- D- Dave, of, of I, time period. I, I, I know we should have probably maybe done this uh, um, uh, off mic, but um, this is a bit, so it only works if it's on mic. Um, <laughs> I would like to suggest that we uh, rename it to uh from yokai of the week to will this be in neo 2 um ah. <laughs> oh i like it will this be in neo 2 question question mark uh, we could go we could go super ambitious and just make a small segment stating we will be in neo 2 no. until they hire us as voice actors mm. <laughs> <laughs> or we would like this to be in Neo 2. Yes. Yeah, that's probably the best the one. The ones we'd pick <laughs> yes. in Neo 2. We're picking them. Yes. All right. Yeah, um, come on, developers. We're on the team. So we're ah. covering letters E through... Not, not covering, but we're looking at letters E through G. I think. Yes. In this yes. selection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, so it, it could be anything. It could be an E. It could be an F. It could be a G. It could be... Um, Nothing, nothing other than one of those three, actually. Yep. Uh, in the time-honored tradition, as the scrolls have foretold, Dave, roll them. Five. All right. All right. It's, it has... Oh, God, this is loading really slowly. It has a page. Excellent. Huzzah. It apparently requires cleanup to meet Wikipedia's quality standards. We won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> so this is a lot of art. Uh, the Fuda Yurei, uh, ghosts that became vengeful spirits at sea, or or nice. literal, literally boat spirit. They became. I mean, boats. why not? <laughs> <laughs> we must become as boat. Uh, <laughs> become as boat. Uh, become as boat. 
Grantus Rudders. Oh my god, sorry. Why is that so funny to me? I'm just imagining God, just just Archmage Willem, but instead of a bunch of eyes all over his head, he's just got a bunch of rudders sticking out at random angles. <laughs> God, has he been struck Steer with arrows? No, he's a bolt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Um, it's yeah, a so th- this cosmic is a cosmic vessel. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is beautiful. Um, yeah, so um, Funuyure have been passed down the folklore of various areas of Japan and frequently appear in ghost stories and miscellaneous writings from the Edo period, as well as modern folk customs. Uh, in Yamaguchi and the Saga prefectures, they are called Ayakashi. Uh, excellent. I'll do like the first paragraph of Legends. There's a, there's a surprisingly large amount of text. Um, yes. Oh. So... Okay, we're getting straight into it with legends. Funa Yurei yes. are ghosts believed to use hishaku, ladles, to fill boats with water and make them sink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the imagery. A... It's like um, you guys, I'm assuming you guys have seen the, um, the incredibly inefficient killer with the incredibly awful weapon or whatever it is. It's just the, the spirit with a spoon trying to beat a man to death over the course of like 30 years. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah, yeah. This feels like the drowning equivalent of that. It's just like every couple of minutes, the Funa Yurei just ladles some ocean water into the boat. It's like, uh, uh, how about that? Uh? <laughs> um, Are you sinking? You're gonna drown. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're said to be the remnants of people who have died in shipwrecks and are thus attempting to cause humans to join them. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Solid recruitment effort. Scoop. <laughs> Um, according to legends, there are various methods that can be used to protect from the harm they inflict, such as throwing onigiri into the sea or preparing a hishaku with its bottom missing. <laughs> so you just got a ladle with no, it's like the stick and then like the rim of the ladle, but not the bolt. <laughs> That's the most practical solution to this ghost problem I've ever heard. But any yokai or non-Japanese spirit of any kind, that's actually beautiful. These ghosts keep ladling water into our boat. boat. Well, provide them a ladle that cannot do so. <laughs> oh, man. Um, they're also called Mojabune, Boko, or Ayakashi, depending on the area. Umibozu, an- another strange phenomenon in the sea, are sometimes considered to be a type of Funa Yurei rather than, a, rather than an entirely different kind of yokai. Uh, who, who wants to talk about their appearance? Uh, I will. Their appearance. <clears throat> let me let let's center myself at the mic so people can actually hear me. <laughs> uh, their appearance, as depicted in legend, varies varies wild, uh, not wildly, widely, uh, <laughs> depending on the area. <laughs> there are stories that speak of ghosts that appear above water, of boats that themselves are ghosts. I knew it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 called it uh ghosts yep, that yep. appear human on human occupied ships or any combination of this is my favorite this is my new Ooh. favorite lore. Ooh. i want a ghost boat full of ghosts yes yes <laughs> um, yes you've got it perfect and it just appears <laughs> on board a regular human ship it's like oh okay <laughs> yep oh that's that's dumb. Oh, uh, they that's are described as appearing like 
uh, Yumi Bozu, or or an a- atmospheric ghost light. My nemesis, yeah. the atmospheric ghost light of returns <laughs> to haunt me again. Um, I mean, yeah. This ineffective ladle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are many legends of the uh, Fune Gyore at sea, but they have also been described as appearing in rivers, lakes, and swamps of inland uh, areas. Uh, mm-hmm. In the Koichi, is that Koichi Prefecture? Uh, Kochi. Kochi, thank Kochi. you. Yeah, that's, yeah, a little too much, that's a little too much Jojo <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, I was going to uh, say. <laughs> in the Kochi Prefecture, the... Uh, Kichibi, mm-hmm. a, a type of uh, oni bai, is also sometimes seen as, as being a type of funayori. <laughs> uh, oh, they're all every yokai is just every other yokai. How does yeah, this work? Yeah, this is totally how it works. Um, they often appear in rainy days as well as nights on a new or full moon and on stormy nights and foggy nights. Um, so if it's raining, if it's a new oh, moon boys. or a full moon, or if there's a storm, or if there's fog. <laughs> or sure. if you dr- spill a glass of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, turn around, Widdishans, three times it'll appear. Uh, <laughs> when it appears as a boat, the Funayure itself glows with light so that it's possible to confirm its details even at night. Also, by operating on the 16th day of Bong, the dead would attempt to approach the side of the ship and sink the ship. Also on a very foggy evening, by making the boat attempt to run, a cliff or a boat without a pulley would appear. And since getting startled and attempting to avoid it would result in... Ah, I see. Yes. Um, so basically, these ghost ships... This is this sentence is kind of run on and not particularly well written. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably because the person who wrote it does not have English as a primary language. Thank you for trying. Um, I believe they're saying it's like Ghostbusters one or two which whichever one the titanic shows up where it's a, just that a big ghost two. ship two yeah there we go uh it's big ghost ship shows up and all the other actual ships capsize themselves trying not to run into it right <laughs> when instead they could simply just row through it but of course no one thinks about that because it's late at night you're about to hit another ship oh no right yeah yeah um let's see oh my god there's so much <laughs> <laughs> Dave is steadily researching, I'm assuming. So we'll let, let's keep going, yes. Leonard. What do they do? What do they do other than attempting to sink ships? Uh, they do nothing other than attempting to. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, I, uh, other than attempting to sink ships, the town of U- Utsuki, uh, Hata District, uh, oh, Kochi Prefecture, they are uh, said to make the boat's compass malfunction. Um, again, that is a, a, a another attempt to sink the ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and in the Toyama, uh, Toyo, Toyoma prefecture, fishing boats that travel to ooh, Hokkaido, uh, Hokkaido yeah. uh, get turned get turned <laughs> into Funo, <laughs> into Funayure, causing the crew to hang themselves. Oh, God, that got uh, grim really quickly, actually. Yeah, right? Uh, it, in the... Ehime? <laughs> Ehime. Ehime. Uh, prefecture. Uh, when one encounters uh, Funayure, if one tries to avoid it by changing the boat's route, the boat runs aground. <laughs> 
They love wrecking ships. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's their favorite thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> love that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the past, to avoid shipwrecks on a day of bad weather, people would light a bonfire on land, but a Fumiyure would light an open fire uh, fire on the open sea and mislead the boatmen by approaching the fire. One would get eaten by the sea and drown. I mean, fair. It's tricking you. It's pulling out all the stops to make sure no one ever gets in a boat ever again. Yes, really. <laughs> oh man, like, that's great. God, I I would not. Uh, so th- there are also various legends about how to drive away Funayure depending on the area. And in the Miyagi prefecture, when one appears, they would disappear if one stops the ship and stares fixedly at the Funayure for a while. So just you know, stare it down. It'll get uncomfortable and leave. Um, it's also told that it's good to stir up the water with a stick. So just bother it until it goes away. <laughs> just stir the water with a stick while this just, tries to ladle ocean water into your boat. <laughs> just froth it. Like, eh, like, like a, like a child in a, in a public pool, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like yeah. washing machine, their arms, you know, in a circle. Mm. Mm. God, that's amazing. Um, there are also various theories that it would be good to throw things into the sea. And in Kozushima, yeah, totally. And in Kozushima, it would be flowers and incense, insects, incense sticks, dango, washed rice and water. You throw water into the water. Yep. And that Just makes it go you're, away. You're purifying um, the water with more I, yeah, with pure okay. water. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes that makes sense at least. Um in Kochi Prefecture, you could throw ashes and 49 rice cakes. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Um in Otsuki, also near Kochi, uh, it would be summer beans. In Nagasaki, you could throw woven mats, ashes, and burnt firewood. Also in Kochi Prefecture, it's said to be possible to drive Funayure away by saying, I am Dozaemon, <laughs> and asserting to be one of them. <laughs> it is me, oh, the great Dozaemon. I bet that is Doraemon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funnier. In Ehime, one is able to disperse the Funayure by lighting a match and throwing it. <laughs> okay so that's the balance like i was like wondering yeah. like how wh- like how does one manage to 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 bypass this this horrible fate and it's just do whatever just just yeah just throw, just throw trash off your boat pollute, pollute up until the ghost goes away <laughs> yeah, yeah stare at it stare at it real upset um that's my personal favorite i really like yeah, the idea yeah crew standing on the deck just like eyeballing mm-hmm. it and it just getting yeah. really uncomfortable and slowly sinking yeah. back into the sea yeah come on man we ain't gonna fall for it again we've or seen in, what you did last time <laughs> or 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 in the case of our our um um our our dream scenario which is the ghost boat um uh uh staffed by ghosts with the ghost lights floating around it yeah just just yeah. up just a stare off between the ghost ship and a fishing boat. God, that's such a beautiful image. <laughs> okay, I'll um, I'll read the the next little bit, and then I'm gonna yes. s- skip over Excellent. to the the book entry. Classics Good. in the collection of fantastic stories, the Ehon Yaku Monogatari from the Edo period, the Funayure would appear on the Western Sea at 
uh, as departed souls from the Tyra clan. It is known that the Tyra clan came came to ru- came to ruin, so they were defeated in the Battle of mm. Danura. But in the open sea between Danura and Mikari in the Kadmon Straits, a Funayure wearing armor and helmet would appear, say, "Give me a bucket," and would cling to the boat. <laughs> By lending a hishaku, one would, or it would pour water into the boat. So when crossed in the sea on a boat. One would thus prepare one one with its bottom open and stave off the funayure because you you've given it the yeah. means to either defeat itself or sink yeah, your own yeah. ship. Hmm. Fair. <laughs> God, just give me just, a bucket. Just give me a bucket. Here you go, and I'm gonna pour water <laughs> into your boat. Ha ha! <laughs> what are you I doing, you ghost? <laughs> um. Okay, so here is the entry in the Night Parade of 100 Demons. Um, mm-hmm. The habitat, well, we covered that. Seas, ocean, and base. Diet, none. Yep. They don't eat. <laughs> Appearance. When the ghosts of people who have died at sea transform into vengeful spirits, they become a particular type of ghost called a funiure. Um... These are the shades of drowned sailors which remain in the world hunting for their former friends and comrades to take them down into the sea. So they don't, uh, they're not, they're not picky. They're not after specific Mm. vengeance just against anybody, I guess. Um, (laughs) Like many ghosts, Funiyure appear as dead bodies wearing white funerary robes. They can be seen at night, um, either when the moon is full or new. Um, Mm. It's the same thing, particularly stormy or foggy nights, uh, or during the Ulban festival. Um, they appear as an eerie luminescent mist, which gets closer and closer until it forms into a ship with a ghostly crew, much like the revenants in the fog yes. movie. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interactions. It's the same thing. They, they pretend to charge you. So you, try to scoot out of the way and capsize your own ship. Um, mm. They'll try to pull alongside the ship and just drag it down physically. Um, <laughs> they, again, want to ladle your your ship full of water to turn yep, you yep. into a ghost so they can have more <laughs> crew to cause more shenanigans. Um... And then occasionally, this is how they're getting conflated with the Umibozu, is they, mm. they're not as a large crew of man-sized ghosts, but one, lar- one, one very large ghost who rises out of the water um, to capsize the ship immediately. So they just form bigger ghosts made out okay. of many little ghosts. So they Voltron, <clears throat> yeah. they Voltron ghosts. Okay, yeah. so it's it's it, it, it is a it is a ghost boat that Voltrons into a giant ghost man to then uh, knock over a yes another ship. I'm imagining Gosh. the captain just sits there. He's like, and I'll form the head, and then <laughs> jumps up on top. Oh no, <laughs> that's so good though. Oh, I love that's, I love that's great. This I was love a good ghost. One. I mean, this was a good uh, yokai. <laughs> Um, that's that's it. Other than like the super great, um, mm. wood wood block printing that came with this book, and it's the one, yeah, yeah, one ghost sitting at the, the helm of a ship, and he's just <laughs> pointing. But then the other ghosts with him 
they're all they're all skeletons with long hair, but they uh they're just mm. in the water. Yeah. yeah. They they fell overboard and they're also surrounded by their little ghost lights. Yeah. They they need floaties. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're doing a pretty good job. I think they're floating they are. well. Or it's just really <laughs> yeah. shallow. They must be in a bay. Mm. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. I think that wraps uh, so, us up for this particular yokai. I yeah. just want I just wanted to say American goes, give me back my toe. Who stole my big toe? Japanese goes, give me a bucket. I'm just gonna <laughs> fill your boat with water. Yes. <laughs> and you can trick them saying that you're a bigger ghost. Mm. <laughs> or Doraemon. I I I, yeah. uh, yeah. I I this will never stop being the the highlight of my week every time we get one of these. I'm just it's like wow, like hitting all so all all of the hits, like atmospheric ghost lights. We've got ghosts on oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's so great. Okay. Uh. Okay. <laughs> moving moving on. Speaking yeah, of ghosts. Yeah. No, there's no there's no ghosts. No, no, no. Um, no. Just Freddy, Freddy, and Freddy's buddy. Yes, <laughs> Freddy's Freddy's friend, spooky child, the mm. child of time and space. Okay, so last time we covered uh, three fourths of the Return to More Now um, webcomic, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll finish that up. So hopefully, uh, everybody's caught up and read that bit because mm-hmm. we're just going to talk about it anyway yeah yeah although you know since <laughs> since he wasn't here last last oh, time yes, yes. cameron <laughs> what did you think more now is creepy and i never want to go there uh, <laughs> no uh i i think it was really well done it was really interesting because um brains losing function no uh <laughs> you know it was really interesting because it had really good i would say classic mystery elements like you know a forgotten past and a sleepy little town with an oddly large population number Uh, (laughs) i feel that was the point where that that point really i was like you know more now population like 27 million or whatever it was written on there like hold on a second (laughs) hold on a second that's not right uh <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> and then yeah it like it i feel there's something really interesting because like this this has body horror obviously but it also just has like the i would call it maths horror where the idea of something repeating fractally is just really creepy to me actually that <laughs> when i think about it too much like just that endless loop of getting smaller and smaller but being exactly identical it's kind of really weird and mm-hmm. really plays out throughout this whole thing obviously everything's fractal in more now which is awkward uh when you know it happens to things like people's heads or their eyes uh instantly one of or these their, is obviously just a bloodborne character their fingers <laughs> something's their fingers, wrong yeah. with my hand i've got more than 10 Oh no! <laughs> One, two, twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was really effective. It was really 
well done. Like all of these are really well illustrated, obviously, but like the level of detail in the fractal stuff was great. Um, and yeah, no, it's good. If you, again, if you listen to this and you haven't read it, go read it. It's it's on the internet out there. It's free. You don't even have to it's not pay money late. for it. <laughs> it's never too late to go read a good webcomic. And this is a good one if you're into horror stuff. If not, I'm not sure why you're listening to our show, but uh, hi. But keep listening. <laughs> yeah, keep listening, please. Yes, and and if they're not into horror stuff and they're listening to the show, I'm sure like, oh man, I they show talk about some atmospheric ghost lights, and then yeah, I'm done with, yeah. and then I'm done with this episode. Your guy of the week is but, a family friendly portion of the show. Usually, <laughs> usually. usually, sometimes it's really not. <laughs> But yeah, no, let's jump into it. Go. And go. So uh, <laughs> we we discussed last time that Freddie and his two friends, um, Matt, I think it's Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt and... Matt, yeah. Uh, Anya. Aubrey, no, Anya. Something like that. Andrew. I yeah, a, a I started with an A. Yes. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, no. Matt and Matt's sister, sister, who does have a name because she's a great character. She's just, important. I can't remember her. She's important. Yes, I she has a job. <laughs> she does. She's a nurse. She's a nurse. Mm. It's a very important yeah, job. Yeah. Uh, they they had ostensibly raised a, a duck, I believe. <laughs> yes, what they thought it was. Um, mm. it's not a duck at all. No, it no, is it's a, definitely not a duck fractal demon thing Thing? yeah it's It's some sort of skelly boy that sits in a lotus position in the middle Mm. of a mirror surrounded Uh, by ginormous um uh repeated statues of sisyphus yep Mm. And they're huge. Yeah. Like the the initial oh, yeah. picture doesn't look very big, but then it contrasts with Freddy's body. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I I'm thinking all the Sisyphean statues are like life size. So right, this yeah, thing's just yeah. really really big. It's in a in a mine and it fills up cavern. Yeah, yeah. But as we mentioned, it's the uh, child of. Sp- time and space uh it has the, mm. the power to manipulate well time and space and it mm. is causing the groundhog day times a billion effect on yeah um, more now but yes yeah it's not okay so the things it's doing are mm. horrific just as a result mm. of being repeated mm. too much but right. its intent, yep. as far as the the lore in the comic um, is concerned, is not uh, malicious. It mm. it's really it's doubling down on this being Freddy's fault. He <laughs> yeah, yes. he he messed up. He ran away from his responsibilities as the parent of an eldritch mm. being. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> He has the he has the the power and the, or at least the specific mm. um, trust placed in him to end end this terrible nightmare, but he yeah. he chooses not to, 
he, he makes runs the away same, again. Yes, he makes the and same again. choice and repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Ad, ad yeah. infinitum. We don't know how long or how many times um, this this has repeated. He's returned to more now more than once, it's implied. Yeah, but, it's um, like at least five times, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking it gets worse each time. Mm, because that would make a sense. Uh, some of the the residents are cognizant of this repetition in a, a dreamlike mm. way, like they're beginning to become aware that something's fundamentally wrong with their existence, and that's what we find uh, when it's with Freddie's father is shown to us. He's mm. we think he's or he's presented as having a dementia, but really it's the opposite. He's like. Be actually aware, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> of this of this terrible uh, predicament that mm. they're stuck in for yeah. eternity until Freddy, mm. you know, steps up and stops the problem. Um, right. But this is all this circular issue uh, is is being spurred on by two things. One, Melvina, mm. uh, her intercession into this thing is. Um, getting somehow uh freddy to have become her patient yes and she's through the therapy um sending him back to more now like convincing him that Mm. it's in his best interest to resolve his problems and confront his past which in theory like that could fix everything but she knows it's, oh, yeah. it's it's really for her benefit, which we'll right. get into mm. for the next issue. Um, but uh, more importantly, what's drawing him back, in addition to Melvina's prompting, is the uh, the creature's desire to see its parent uh, is what's mm. looping the time. It it's it's caught it's creating this closed loop. Um, to see its parent right in yeah. its mind it's it's just the only way it can see its absent parent is to pull it back and just have it repeat this time and use that as its bonding time with freddy which yeah. never yeah. never really works out one way or the other no i, I cannot imagine <laughs> uh like the thing is it's like the incomprehensible eldritch thing it has a very clear desire that is like very relatable, but at the same time, how is Freddy ever going to bond with this thing? Right. Like, I feel there's, there's too much of a gulf between the two, like species levels. I guess it. <laughs> for... He can as long as he doesn't see it for itself. Like in right. his mind, if it still remains the duck, or at uh, least yeah, something right. that's not like existentially terrifying then yeah then it works but Mm. it's too late because the loop is caused and the problems he has with it were preceding the loop so it's never going to Mm. fix yeah unless he steps up and um unfortunately kills it right yeah which Which is not gonna right um oh i did want to mention that uh the uh, the going theory is that Freddy has in fact been back eight times. Um, the uh, last panel uh, shows uh, uh, Melvina's notepad with eight little ducks all oh. in two rows. 
Yeah. That will. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that'll do it. I'll take. I'll take that. <laughs> um. God, oh, what a what a horrible well, thing to be trapped in. <laughs> there's five flasks of more now Freddy blood. <laughs> yeah. Freddy, Freddy more now vintage. Yep. Yes. So uh, it's at least five yeah. times. Yes. At least five, potentially. Eight. So he may have gone back prior to um, being under uh, her uh, care. With yes. Mm. Care with with big big the biggest air quotes yeah. care. <laughs> so this uh, for Melvina this really works out because um it's it's a, a theoretically unending supply of fear blood. <laughs> mm. Yeah, which she needs for reasons. Uh, yes. That we'll cover shortly. <laughs> that will cover shortly. And of course, um uh there is the uh point that um Melvina uh Melvina um left the creature there for yeah. Fred our dear Freddy to find. Yes. So this may have yes. been orchestrated from the get-go. Yes. <laughs> She's just chucking monsters at people to get them to be spooked. Like that, like like the cat lady from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh dear. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I mean, like it's. it's <laughs> she gives you the bucket. <laughs> gives you the bucket. Oh boy. It's like an interesting. I'd say philosophical. It's not really like theoretical idea of like this fear battery that she's <laughs> built effectively yes <laughs> but like ah uh, it sucks to be stuck in it but i guess she doesn't really care about that for freddie so uh whatever <laughs> no it's literally a means to an end mm. Mm. uh as we mentioned there's a, a little bit of the number stations reference mm. directly with the yeah. um fractal headed people which is probably the creepiest part yeah those are pretty great like it'd be Uh, okay if they just grew from the top of your head but the Mm. base head having to be split and ripped open for it to like sprout Mm. is yep great i mean worse (laughs) (laughs) great worse wonderful who knows um yeah and you know they they make a big triforce so uh (laughs) cool Uh, it's just a big triangle fractal i know i know uh <laughs> well, i think it's a for now structure or fornium or something i don't remember there's a specific name for that that the pattern Sierpinski triangle there you go yes yeah which is yeah it's a fractal triangle where the midpoint of each side of the triangle is the corner for an internal triangle and it goes in and in and in it keeps going in and it looks absolutely awesome to be fair like that's i honestly want to see that as like a movie effect just this big this big infinite layer triforce appears in the sky yeah and something you don't actually want to see appear in the sky oh right. yeah definitely not definitely not a real life desire to see that. <laughs> and we're done check it out and we're done loop it yeah yeah but it, uh, within the story that appearance is um 
each of the numbers towers um projects a pillar of light mm-hmm. and those intersection of those points in the sky forms that uh triangle and that's apparently the the culmination and activation of the loop um mm-hmm. that the monster yeah. creates so it's yeah, this is horrifying. Its power to make the loop itself is a is intriguing, but the the way it has to mm-hmm. actually do it is very ritualized and mm. uh, saying it's utterly alien is like not far enough to what it is. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's what we needed to cover for uh, Return to More Now. Um mm-hmm. Leonard, I, I had mentioned that um, other film, which name just escaped me because that's ba- Banshee <laughs> chapter. Banshee chapter. Yep. Uh, what What did you think? Uh, there are parts of that movie that I really like. There are parts of that movie that I'm like, oh yeah, this that's right. You're kind of like a lower budgety thing. Uh, uh, Ted Levine, uh, as people, uh, uh, as most of you may may know, as as TV's Buffalo Bill. And by TV's Buffalo Bill, I mean, he played Buffalo Bill in Silence of Lambs that you saw on TV. Um, uh, is fantastic as a uh, um, Hunter S. Thompson-esque and explicitly <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson-esque. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't even uh, trying to cover that up. <laughs> No, not at all. Um, but yes, it uh, uh, the film chronicles uh, uh, an investigative uh, journalist who's looking for her friend, who is a writer who was looking into the MK Ultra program, um, which is a horror show that the United States government perpetrated on its uh, on its own people. You should look it up; it's real messed up. Um, and there's uh, number stations and and spoopy monsters and um, and and drugs and um, um, a a really good practical effect. Um, I uh, I uh, liked uh, liked it, but yes, there are some some thematic elements, mainly dealing with the number stations um, in in the Banshee uh, chapter that uh, uh have uh bear similarities to uh 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 return to more now and and i think the the aspect of the cosmic horror that it traps yes. in um yes is which they unfortunately uh which they unfortunately lost me when when uh not hunter s thompson uh uh um uh, tells our protagonist uh, basically the synopsis of uh, of a Lovecraft story, yes, <laughs> which is yes. Which so, is, some parts were a little too on the nose, but I think as a whole, uh, it's it's worth giving a look. Um, yes, yes, absolutely. I I would I uh, there were once again there were things I really liked about this movie, um, the, uh, and I was actually glad that I watched it because there are things in it that I legitimately found pretty impressive for a, a yeah. low budget indie film. And, and it's, it's found footage adjacent. It's yes. part of the genre, but um, it's a good example of what you can do while not making it explicitly found footage. 
Yes. Mm. Yeah, I I recommend it. It's it's a lot of Same. It's, it's fun. It's a fun little. Yes, movie. it is. And brisk. It's it's like an hour and sixteen minutes. Yeah. And it um, what's very nice is it uh, unlike a lot of the the Lovecraft mythos um, inspirations it's drawing from it it kicks off with a bang you you're not waiting for something crazy to happen you get that with like the opening mm. scene so it's not yes. it's not playing around okay well that was our brief interlude of banshee <laughs> chapter um we'll we'll move on and finish up with the issue five Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Issue five of Melvinus Therapy, which is opposing therapies. I think opposite. opposite therapies. Opposite therapies. I don't want to call it opposing. Opposite <laughs> therapies. Which also marks the end of season one of the webcomic mm. and strangely ends in a sort of cliffhanger, which directly goes into season two. But I, I didn't read much of that. So. Yeah. I'll, yeah, we'll leave that for a future time. But this one, uh, well, I'll, Leonard, I'll let you take the helm. Oh, okay. Uh, this one starts with a, uh, we are introduced to a new patient of Melvina's. And of course, all the readers say, oh, here we go again. The thing is going to befall this, uh, this lovely young woman, uh, women, women. <laughs> two, two woman uh beatrice uh, uh beatrice seems to have a problem uh she likes uh holes uh in her mm-hmm. and and uh, and really i'm gonna i'm this is a big internet wink to you really likes holes in her and has started uh creating <laughs> holes uh because uh she loves them so much um mm. <laughs> Uh, Melvina asks uh, if uh, Beatrice is willing to show her, and then we end up in a flashback, which mm. I remember uh, once upon a time when I was reading this uh, fresh, uh, I found interesting and was actually surprised that we were um, getting some character development because... Uh, Opposite therapies is is Melvina's origin story. Um, mm. uh, to 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 an an, an extent, um, Dave, were you uh, expecting expecting this going into uh, this chapter? I was not, and to be to be perfectly frank i was confused for like two or three pages <laughs> thinking that it was a flashback <laughs> for the patient and i was like something's not uh-huh. okay it made more sense you know uh, slightly in actually i because i didn't um i didn't scan back to previous pages so i wasn't paying attention to like the, the face design mm-hmm. also this mm-hmm. jumps back like mm-hmm. to youth whereas the patient is an yeah. adult but um it i think it made it all the way to the speech mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they say her name 
explicitly and i was like oh i'm dumb and <laughs> like i had to go back and reread it to to realize that the artist i mean it's 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 clearer mm. that it's a different person but it was just enough yeah. because this is black and white um as yeah. everyone should yeah. know because you should also be reading along <laughs> um yeah i uh thematically this was one of the tougher ones to read so far Mm -hmm. i think yeah just what it's dealing with is um so it's dealing with uh bullying uh a little bit more explicit content um Mm -hmm. this would actually yeah it's a content warning this is tougher for yeah to read yes Um, yeah yeah but it makes it more effective uh i would argue in Mm. this specific instance that the inclusion of these themes is a benefit to the story and it also um doesn't it's wisely telling and not showing in certain instances Mm. and that that's better to fade to black Um, it doesn't need to be explicit because you explicitly understand what's going on. Mm. So I think the the long and short of it is um, Melvina is at a boarding school in her youth and Mm -hmm. she is Uh, being bullied because of her looks. Yes. Mainly her granny hair. Um, So uh, we, uh, if you're reading along with us, uh, you know that uh, uh, Melvina has white hair. Uh, uh, one would assume that because she is a a a woman of a certain age, that her hair is probably gray. Um, however, mm. in the flashback, that it is revealed that she has uh had black hair in her youth with a streak of white uh that ran mm. through it. Um, to which the uh the her bullying twins, I forget their name. Um, yeah. Rude uh, one and rude two. Yes, the the, <laughs> the, the, the the pigtail sisters. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, call her, uh, refer to her as Granny Hair, among other things, um, because they're not particularly creative or clever. Um, they're just mean. Uh, mm. uh, so yes, that is the uh, first indication that uh, this is uh, this is a different. Uh, uh, that um, maybe once upon a time, Melvina was a uh, bit different in the past. Mm. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, oh, yes, it should also be mentioned that uh, while uh, Melvina appear, uh, goes to a Catholic school, um, uh, it appears that she is, in fact, a ward of the school and is an orphan. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, no mother, no father, abandoned on the uh, the church's door. It would seem. Um, so mm. that uh, that is a, a an important bit of information uh, for much farther down the line. But still, <laughs> but uh, it also serves to feed into her bullying. Yes, or mm. being bullied is the what's happening. Yeah. And and like abandonment by her, she has one. Her roommate is her, kind of her one best friend. Who yes, yeah, 
does not perform friend duties and (laughs) (laughs) is basically blaming Melvina for her own circumstances, even though she won't stand up for her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or saying Melvina is not treating her as a friend, but she's already kind of stabbed her in the back previously. Yes. Through inaction. Uh, Yes, her 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 friend, her big air quotes friend, um, um, is 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 always around except for when Melvina needs, um, which is yeah. I believe is the uh, Webster's Dictionary uh, definition of friend. Um, so, <laughs> um, yes, her life's not great, um, and it it only proceeds to get worse <laughs> cameron do you yeah. wanna wanna get uh, yeah. into yeah it gets it gets real bad um the, these sisters are the scum of the earth and we will leave it at that <laughs> no uh melvina has a friend outside of the school is a young boy like teenager boy he's got like a little fuzzy mustache and he looks like looks like the he kid looks- from a hoodwinked uh, <laughs> I was going I to go with a slightly thinner Augustus Gloop. Um, yeah, that also works. That's pretty good. Um, that that kind of stereotype of lederhosen style overalls and a bit of extra weight. Yes. Um, and his name is Billy, and he Billy. seems quite nice. He brings her flowers. Um, don't know if he's all there. He seem he doesn't seem super with it. I don't want to like go off the bat and say maybe he's autistic or anything like that, but like. I just think that he's, I think his, mm. perhaps it's his weight or his own, well, it's his own self-image is yeah. low. Yeah. He's, um, yeah. So he's, he's like low in doubt of kind his of own. Thing. He just has a lack yeah. of confidence. But yeah. Yeah. In general, this yeah. story could have uh, gone a completely different route um, had mm-hmm. these, the Dunn yeah. sisters not yes. did what they'd done done did yeah done what they done did did yeah uh yeah yeah uh long story short they tricked billy into assaulting malvina and we'll leave it at that yeah it's very bad um and we you know we get malvina's big breaking moment where she looks like she's about to hurl herself off a cliff um and we cut two weeks later it's like has anyone she seems to have gone missing as always, and we realize they're not talking about Melvina. Melvina's fine, uh, but one of the Dunn sisters has gone missing. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, but more importantly, um, now Melvina's hair is white. And mm, super curly. Like pure white. Yes. Super curly. Yeah. And her her mannerisms, her expressions, her the um headmistress or her advisor or mm. whatever. Uh, has expressed sister superior yes um yes the, the, the <laughs> opinion that melvina has now blossomed grown changed yeah, she's yeah, she's yeah. become an adult she's on the right path yes yep. um Which... and slightly previous to her run off a cliff episode uh mm. there was a, a a butterfly chrysalis in her room ceiling mm. yes. yeah. ceiling in a rafter yeah um, yes yeah and it like the uh fractal monster um was being birthed like the chrysalis mm. is opening but it's a 
light shouldn't come out of certain things and uh, there's <laughs> it's doing a cocoon sauces. moment <laughs> uh, and she's yeah it's like transitioning between seeing the chrysalis open and then melvina's distraught face but her eyes just get wider and wider mm -hmm. and yeah it's a it's a good uh juxtaposition yes so we mm -hmm. don't know yeah what at least at this point came out of the chrysalis but it apparently is not something good no and presumably melvina has changed Yes, mm. she's slowly transforming into Glenn Close. Um, so, uh, I I was hoping somebody would laugh, but I guess not. Uh, oh, fine. because she is, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you weren't wrong. It's not a, not a funny joke. That's the truth. Uh, yes, uh, she is, in fact, slowly becoming Glenn Close, which is fantastic. Mm. I, 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 I'm mm. so happy that a independent horror free online horror comic <laughs> book has made Glenn Close even more terrifying than Glenn Close <laughs> already is. I, uh, in a good uh, way. All, yes, in, in a good way. Not not in, as a person in real life, but as the multiple mm. characters that she's played over the years. Yeah. Somebody, take this floundering ship away from me. This floundering ship. Why did you dump so much water into it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, give me a bucket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We've got ropes attached. We'll pull the ship ashore. Yeah. Um, yes. So one of the, the Dunn sisters has gone missing. And yes. we soon find out exactly why they've gone missing. Because um, the so Emily is missing. And I don't remember her sister's yes. name. But the other Dunn Sarah. sister has slowly going crazy she uh the, yeah. one of the one of the um the bullying methods they used on melvina was when she was in the using the restroom they would give her a swirly basically. yes basically that's what happened yeah um well she didn't like that and she decides to return the favor uh tenfold yes yeah. hundredfold i don't yeah. know how it's some sort of order of magnitude it, worse. It is it is a bad metric. Um yeah. <laughs> she just dialed yeah. it up to eleven. Um yep. yep. We won't we, we won't tell you what it is. We want you to I, read that from yourself. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> you can look at the picture. There's a yeah. picture. Yeah. It well, is two, uh two or three pictures. Yes. Um anyway. Uh just prior to the incident with Billy, um, mm. and I guess the the final straw uh, for with the yeah. sisters. <laughs> Excuse me, Melvina had um, <coughs> okay, Melvina had given a a report in school or in class mm. uh, on vaccines. Yes, and yes. this is like the crux of her character, um, as far as we're concerned up to this point the idea mm. that she says is uh vaccines are the the the, the dead viruses and are mm. you know our we our body forms antibodies against those um without making yeah. us unduly sick because we're not in you know mm. they're weakened or dead so they can't um actually make you catch whatever it is yeah so her thought is, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could vaccinate ourselves with 
um, I guess the ideas or things that make us afraid. Yes. Uh, and you're basically mm. inoculated against fear. Yeah. And she's speaking. Yeah. Um, this is a very personal assignment because she's continually mm. being harangued at this point. But that's apparently what she's doing. Those are the, the, the blood or whatever it is, the essence of fear that she's drawing from her patients after purposely making them more afraid. Um, yes. Mm. So to get them to that heightened state where the fear has, uh, maybe it's the, the chemicals, the brain chemicals, that whatever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the adrenaline, I don't know, uh, flooded yeah. their system, draws their blood and injects herself. She's, we've seen her do this multiple times to, mm combat specifically whatever it is that uh is bothering her at the core which we have not mm. seen um unless it's the spooky butterfly thing but <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that's the the gist um of this very important um episode even though yeah. it is disturbing uh, content yes yes yeah, and I mean, it introduces some good things. So, like, um, the woman at the start of Opposite Therapies, in the end, is revealed to herself be a therapist uh, who is oh, yes. out to get Melvina after one of her former uh, clients returned and said, hey, Melvina really messed me up and then shot himself in, in front yes. of her. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Uh, mm. After she, she said that she had to stop treating him because uh, as mm. a professional therapist, she had developed... Uh, begun to develop feelings for him and felt that that was mm. a uh, conflict of interest which is a totally valid uh yeah. um, position to take um mm. a, a, a a shockingly um really um adult and um and well uh, treated well um situation mm. which you don't see a lot in things involving therapy and therapists and patients that wind up mm. in that scenario in a lot of media uh which yeah. really made pleased me um oh, even except though... for her giant revenge arc which is yeah well yeah, you know the professional thing, I, but... I, I you know what i i do kind, i do kind of love uh her giant revenge arc and her giant revenge speak uh speech of i will destroy you melvina <laughs> therapy um yeah I, I, you know i the, i'm glad that the, that there becomes a a an, an antagonistic relationship um mm. in in the series mm. with the introduction of beatrice um yeah uh, like She's i said gonna I sink really, melvina's ship yep that's right mm -hmm. I, uh, but yeah i do i do re i do actually kind of unironically love the i i will destroy <laughs> you melvina Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty good it, it adds a much more interesting dynamic because so far it's just been Melvina's doing what she wants and we get to see the consequences and now it's uh, what are the consequences to Melvina doing what she wants yes and we also see that Melvina does more off screen like we haven't been shown her only patients like she does a ton of therapy and yes. is apparently very bad for everyone involved everybody <laughs> gets bad with Melvina's therapy yeah. <laughs> which should, she should just put it on her card um oh, yeah. i think Every, everyone gets bad at melvina's therapy <laughs> um um yeah i uh once again 
I think that that this uh uh on on the heels of uh of Moron uh, mm, um mm. Nita uh more more no more now more i will mm-hmm. i will never get it right i don't think every time i say it out loud but on the heels of this opposite therapy um really kind of solidified my love for the series um you know mm. uh the first first two uh <laughs> issues are definitely like monster of the week um yeah even though they even though in retrospect they uh, turn out to actually not be that um but uh between these these two uh two story arcs i really really doubled in uh like fell in hard mm. for this series because um it's i think it's legitimately fantastic yeah it's a good series read it <laughs> <laughs> well i think that that'll wrap us up for this um, mm. particular episode. I don't think there's anything else we needed to cover. Um, yeah. Leonard, where can yes. folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is dead. Um, uh, where I uh, say things uh, in text form and they can also <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is going somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and they can also find me on YouTube at Dr. Faust is Dead, where I say things on video with my voice, but different mm. from this podcast, a different voice, uh, not the same thing. Yeah. You're, you're not you're yeah. two different things. <laughs> different voice. Yes. This is Leonard. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> now therapy will end and she will ascend as a boat. As a boat into the heavens. Oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, where can people mm. find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. As always, it will be in the notes because I picked a tough mm-hmm. thing to spell. Um, Cameron, <laughs> what about yourself? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Come say hi. I'm mostly vague posting about Sekiro, uh, <laughs> trying not to spoil things for people. Um, also, I was recently, as in about 20, 20, 20 to 22 hours ago on Dark Insight uh, at Dark Insight Pod. So go listen to that and listen to me ramble at like three in the morning my time about things um, related to video games with Brian and vader because they're great um and of course you can find this wonderful podcast on twitter as well at mon underscore d monster uh we usually give you about a week's warning what we're going to be discussing if you ever want to send in feedback or questions or anything like that please feel free even even if your emails are emails to say fire leonard get him off the show just send us some email i'm yeah. I'm joking. I'm just trying to inspire the people like the best I mean, way I know how. If you do send us that, we will disregard it and <laughs> probably disregard anything else you send in the future, but <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. That, that'll go in the trash bin. But yeah. Um, yeah. we'll read it. We need to yeah. let it. We'll read it and then put it in the trash. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I want it to be a scree about how they want me off the show, but you are able mm. to cherry pick like one or two really nice things out of it, like movie quotes. Uh, so we we have that to say that we've got letters from. Mm. 
Oh, and you can also send us comments on previous episodes. Um, we will. Yes. We, we like to return to things. Um, yes. As is our send us, want. Send us comments about Unico, the murderous unicorn. Because we both, we mm-hmm. all really liked that that little yeah. that plucky little guy, it's that <laughs> big puppet energy, <laughs> that big puppet energy. Yeah. All right, I think that's us signing <laughs> off. So we'll let y'all go, and we'll be back uh, in about two weeks, as usual. So yeah. our, our schedule should be realigned. Yeah. Back on, I think. We, back we, on it. We one could say that we closed the loop on our yeah. schedule mm-hmm. for and we'll oh. be returning to our oh. yeah 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 everyone fractal podcasts yes so, I don't want to do fractal podcasts oh, unless oh, unless Freddie messes up again <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all Bye-bye. later bye ciao.